Hi, this is Ryan Roberts, and welcome to The Millennial Preacher. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope it's both encouraging and challenging in all the right ways. We're excited about today's show, so let's get going. What is up, everybody? This is not the normal Millennial Preacher podcast show. This is a bonus episode where I try to answer any questions that get submitted to me, and I'm going to answer some today that I have been asked recently. If you have a question and you want me to try to answer it on a bonus episode at the Millennial Preacher, all you have to do is send your question through a direct message on Facebook or on Instagram, and I'll get to it as soon as I can. Make sure you put in there that you want this question answered on the podcast, and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. So let's get into what I'm going to attempt to answer today. Now, mind you guys, I don't have all the right answers. I don't have all the answers either way. I I don't claim to, but I believe that we can all learn from each other's experiences. Amen, somebody. Uh, Recently, somebody asked me, how do they know that they are obeying the voice of God? How do they know that they are on the right path and that they are headed towards fulfilling their calling? How do you know those things? Well, that's a very interesting question, and I think it's a very personal one. But I will try to answer, at least in my own personal experiences. So, Again, I want to remind you that this is something personal. Your relationship with God won't look exactly like my relationship with God. I believe that perception is reality. Well, perception is what we see. So what happens in your life and in your walk with God might not be mine. For instance, if someone is healed of cancer, well, they really know God as the healer. If they were healed through some sort of divine intervention, divine, miraculous power from God, they know God on that level. Not everyone knows God on that same level. So as you can see, perception is reality. So again, my calling, my experience might not look anything like yours. However, I will kind of share some things about my life. So when I first began ministry... Uh, It was over eight years ago, actually, which is kind of crazy. A lot has happened in just a short period of time. But when I started this thing out, I wasn't looking to be a preacher, a pastor, a minister, a ministry leader. I wasn't looking to do any of those things. Uh, It's kind of interesting how uh, oftentimes you hear stories of great men and women of God And when you ask kind of their origin story of when they started a ministry, most of them will tell you that they never sought after it in the beginning. They they never thought they would end up being in the position or the place that they're in today. And that's the case with myself as well. Uh, I never wanted to be that. In fact, I never saw myself as a great public speaker. That just wasn't me. Um, I felt like I was a decent communicator. Um, I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed talking to people. Uh, I enjoyed being that guy. But I I never saw myself standing or using uh, some kind of platform to get any kind of message across, uh, not secular or religious. 
It just didn't seem like it was in the cards for me. Um, I guess my first real experience, if you will, of leading something, of uh, of having some sort of uh, public voice, if you will, was when I was coaching 12-year-old football. Now, I wasn't living a Christian life. I, I wasn't, uh, I don't consider myself saved at that point. I, I was unrepentant. I, I didn't know exactly what to believe during that time period. Some of you have heard my testimony before. Uh, so I wasn't living that life, but I, I knew that I wanted to coach football. Now, uh, it's kind of funny. That old saying holds true in a lot of ways. If you can't do something anymore, well, most of the time you end up teaching it. And so I could not play football anymore. I didn't play football in college. I could have went to a small college, but for various reasons, it wasn't in the cards. So naturally, I guess you could say naturally, I wanted to teach. I wanted to be a football coach. Now, I didn't consider myself any kind of uh, football guru or expert, but I believed that I had enough passion and enough zeal for the sport and the players involved that I could be a pretty decent football coach. And you can always learn plays. You can always learn uh, styles. You can always learn those different things. And so that was kind of my goal and my plan for my life. And so um, as a lot of people do, I started out coaching peewee football at the age of 18. And so I was coaching this 12-year-old football team. And I really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy every moment of it. I didn't enjoy the entire experience. I didn't enjoy dealing with parents. Sorry if any of you are listening now, but uh, I just didn't enjoy that part. But what I did enjoy was I enjoyed leading. I enjoyed leading a group. I I enjoyed being kind of that, that voice for a group. Now, mind you, again, I wasn't living for the Lord, so I didn't see it in that way. I saw it a little bit differently, and so it was very secular. However, I I got that first taste of, uh, if you will, public speaking, public leadership. So that was kind of how that part started. Well, as history goes, and a lot of you have heard this part of the story, I I one day, after giving my life to Christ, uh, shortly after that time period of coaching football, I felt the Holy Spirit nudge my heart to start a Bible study at my house. Uh, I didn't really think there'd be anybody to come. If there was, I didn't think it'd be very many. And really, to my surprise, there was four people that showed up, and uh, I didn't expect those four people to be there. They, They just weren't the people that I expected to see. I'm not sure what I expected to be perfectly honest with you. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I just began reading uh, an FCA devotional. And that's how that started. And before you know it, there was 30-something people in a basement, um, not just listening to me, but they were hungry for the word of the Lord. Not for me and what I could bring to the table, but for the word of the Lord. And God was just using me at the time as a sort of mouthpiece uh, and as sort of a leadership role. I don't consider that um, a a pastoral office that I was uh, leading. I think God was teaching me and preparing me for the day that I would accept that um, and and be called to that uh, in a full-time fashion. However, that was just kind of that start. 
Um, but I never wanted to claim that I was leading a ministry. I didn't know what I was doing. I just said I was leading a Bible study. And so um, that Bible study grew into what we now call, what we now know uh, was a house church. I had other guys that I partnered with to help lead it. So it wasn't just myself. Um, but that was kind of how that started. And I'll never forget the fear that I felt that was associated with uh, with leading something. I had this great conviction and this great fear that I was going to screw everything up. And I actually got to go to Waffle House with three guys that I really respected. Two of them were full-time youth pastors at the time. And I sat down at Waffle House with them. And I kind of explained what was going on. They already knew uh, what we were doing, me and uh, me and my friends. So they had heard about it. And I was kind of pouring my heart out. And I, I felt so, uh, so anxious, so nervous, so all these different emotions. And I told them that I was afraid of screwing it all up. And I'll never forget in that moment, the two youth pastors look at each other and they laughed and they looked back at me and one of them said, should you tell them or should I? The other one said, go ahead. And then that pastor looked at me and they said, Ryan, if you do this, you will screw it all up because you're not perfect. However, if you allow God to do this and you allow God to use you in this, then it'll be exactly what it needs to be. You're not perfect, Ryan. And I never forgot those words. And they encouraged me not to be afraid to follow God's lead. So everything just kind of was confirmed. I had other uh, brothers, spiritual brothers in my life that encouraged me and confirmed that they saw something in me. So I had many different uh, men and women of God, many different Christian brothers and sisters and pastors who I had respect for confirming me that I was called to ministry. And I felt such a tug on my heart. I knew my life had changed forever. I knew that I was supposed to do this. There was nothing that could convince me otherwise. Even when I had other friends and other family members try to convince me that that wasn't real, and it wasn't true. Now again, it's not like I woke up one day with a crowd of people following me around. I didn't wake up with a microphone in my hand. Those things didn't happen. That took time. That took effort. That took uh, submission, healthy submission to men and women of God that God had placed in my pathway. So I hope that helps answer kind of the first part of that question. Um, the second thing is, how do you know you're listening to the voice of God? Whether you're trying to find out your calling or maybe you feel like you've already found that. Maybe you're just confused about a certain thing. Maybe you're kind of kind of caught between a rock and a hard place and you need to know which direction to go. You're at a fork in the road and you don't know where to go. How do you hear the voice of God? Well, I love the Bible. I love the Bible because it describes the most hardest subjects when we need it. And the Bible teaches us that God's voice is a still, small voice, but he still speaks. And listen, guys, it doesn't matter how many years ago that was written down. That's still true. God still speaks to his children. The Bible says, if you seek me, 
you will find me. So if we seek the Lord, we will find him. Now, how does God speak? Now, I don't think that there's a cookie cutter. This is the only way God speaks. I think the Bible gives us multiple examples of God speaking. So I believe that God can whisper, so to speak, to the heart. I believe that he can spiritually speak to his children. I believe that he also speaks through his word. I don't know if you've had this experience. If you haven't, I encourage you to pray and seek this experience. Open the word of God. Explore in it. Read it. Read the Old Testament and the New Testament and see how it completes God's plan and purpose and desires. Read the Bible in its fullness. Now, that doesn't mean you got to sit down and read the whole thing in one setting. And if you do... Uh, man, you got my, uh, my my approval. That's pretty incredible. However, it's not the, the quantity that matters. It's the quality that matters. So dive into God's Word and pray that God will highlight, spiritually highlight to you certain scriptures, certain verses for your circumstance and for where you're at in your life's journey. And He will. He will. Have you ever gotten to a place where there's a certain scripture that you just hung up on? You can't get away from it. You've read every version of it. You've read every uh, translation out there. You've read everything you can. You've studied it. You've studied the original language, and you're just hung up on it. Well, oftentimes, I believe that that means God is trying to get that particular verse deeply planted into your heart because there's something that you're supposed to do with it. It's going to speak to your situation or you're going to use it as a minister. Whatever the case, I believe God speaks in his word. Also, I believe that God speaks through visions and dreams. Now, let me say this. I don't believe that every time I lay my head down at night and I have a dream that it's always from God. You can tell those things by using discernment. By, by realizing whether or not it lines up with his word and by seeking godly counsel on the dream. Sometimes dreams, guys, are just your body's way of processing what happened that day or what's happening in your life. Sometimes dreams mean nothing at all. It's just your imagination. And so sometimes dreams are, are not always something that's from God. It's just something natural. It's something kind of cool. But then there's times that you know that you know that you know that a dream is from God. So God can speak through his dreams. God also speaks through visions. I believe wholeheartedly in visions. I believe in open visions. I believe that, that God's children still can experience those things. Those are gifts from God, gifts from the Holy Spirit. So God speaks in all of those different ways. And here's the thing. I believe I believe whenever God is trying to speak something directly to you, and it's something significant, and you're praying, and you're wondering if it is truly the voice of God, or if it's something else, if it's maybe something you just come up with, or what have you, I believe that God will confirm it through multiple things. And that's happened to me many times in my life. And, and other Christians that I've talked to, it's happened to them multiple times. They, they, they've believed that they've heard something or maybe they've dreamed something or maybe they, they believe they have saw some sort of vision or what have you. 
oftentimes there'll be multiple different instances where the same message or something very similar is confirmed through multiple different ways and also different people and different circumstances. So that's how you know it's the voice of God. Now also, mind you this, this is very, very, very important. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then it can't be God's voice. Let me say that in another way. Anytime God speaks to his child, anytime that he speaks to his man or woman of God, his ministers, anytime that he speaks to you as his child, he is going to say something that lines up with his word because God is not a liar. So if it's contrary to the gospel, it's contrary to his teaching, it's contrary to what the Bible instructs, that it's not of God. God is not going to change his word. His word is infallible. It doesn't change. It completes itself. It's perfect. It will not change. So don't ever think that you're going to hear a message from God telling you something new in the sense of something that's going to change something that's already scripturally based. So you can always filter everything that you believe is the voice of God through the Bible. And I encourage you to pray. I, I, I don't ever instruct or counsel somebody that they think that they've heard something to just jump. Okay, I, I don't ever tell somebody just to jump on that. I encourage somebody to really pray, really ask God to reveal whatever he's trying to reveal, and if it's really him. And seek that godly counsel, like I said before, and, and read your Bible. If you do those things, you will hear the voice of God. Now, sometimes you may go through a dry spell, a dry season is what I call that. Sometimes God is, is quiet. And you don't hear him. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing something wrong. It can mean that there's some compromise or some different things in your life. However, that's not always the case. Sometimes God, the Holy Spirit, is just quiet. It doesn't mean he's left you. doesn't mean he's still not there as the comforter. It doesn't mean that he's still not in the room. It just means that he's being quiet because there's something Usually something that you're supposed to do with what he's already said or taught you. You know, I've read it. You've probably read it yourself on Facebook and those different things. The teacher is silent during the test, right? That's that's true with God most of the time. Most of the time when you're going through something, you might not get an immediate response from God. Doesn't mean he's not there. Doesn't mean that he's left you. Doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It just means oftentimes that he is watching. Or sometimes I believe that it means that he's carrying you through a situation. And sometimes it's difficult to hear. Sometimes it's difficult to feel. Now also, I believe that we can get really, really loud. What I mean by that is, think about life. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager, doesn't matter if you're an adult, a middle-aged adult, a senior adult, or a young adult. So often, 
We are crowded with so many things. We all have responsibilities. We have families. We have jobs, bosses. Some of us have teachers. We have church. We have so many things going on. Then we pile on top of that our social media, our social life. We pile all those things, our relationships, our marriages. We pile all of this stuff on top of it. And all those things have their place in our lives. However, they can get really loud and your head can get really crowded with a bunch of stuff. It's not always bad stuff. It's just a bunch of stuff. And in those times, guys, I really suggest you find a place where you can get quiet. The quiet place. That's still real. It still exists. Just find that space. Now, maybe it's not always very easy for you to do that. Maybe it's going to require a little effort. Maybe it requires you getting up an hour early before the kids wake up. Maybe it requires you to spend some extra time doing some some things that you don't normally do. Maybe it's spend some extra time reading your word, some extra time praying, spend some alone time with God, turn off the TV, sit down the phone, turn off the computer screen, and really listen. I fear that in this day and time that we are forgetting how to listen. That's often why confusion and arguments happen in our everyday today. So the same is often true with God. We don't remember always how to listen. So I encourage you to listen. I hope that today's bonus episode, if you will, was worth it for you to listen. Again, I want to help answer your questions to the best of my ability. Again, I may not have all the answers, but I'll do my best to help. At least I can point you in the right direction. So if you have questions you want me to answer, go to my Facebook, go to my Instagram, or the Millennial Preacher Facebook or Instagram, direct message your question, and simply say, I want this on the podcast. I won't share your name, but I will share the question, and I'll do my very best to answer in due time. Again, guys, if you haven't heard it from anyone else, I hope you heard it here. I love you. I'm praying for you. I can't wait to talk to you again on the next episode of The Millennial Preacher. Until then, I'll see you later. You just listened to The Millennial Preacher Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope that you'll listen to us again next week and hit that subscribe button. You can find new episodes every weekend right here at The Millennial Preacher. Until then, we'll see you later.